pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program on this very rainy Wednesday, and it is, my goodness, is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them, you know, right now. I think I'm going there later in the week. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, delicious food. We're going to be inside. I know they're the big deck, but you're going to be inside. Inside the Lodge Pub and Eatery. They have the full bar, large dining area. They're waiting for you. Enjoy Beautiful setting, but it's consistent. It's always a nice crowd. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Well, folks, good afternoon again uh, on this uh, very, very rainy Wednesday. Weather is uh, pretty rough out there. But listen, you know, this is all part of, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of April showers, but it is the whole thing of the part of the April showers. I want to bring you up to speed some of the latest and also um, at the same time, Bring you both, you know, we, we'll jump around a little bit. Uh, I'm seeing that, let's see, expecting an announcement of the winner of the Rhode Island new license plate contest. So as Dan McGowan said in our, um, in the first hour of today, that they, um, that that's what they're trying to do it around. They're, they're trying to, the whole reason for this press briefing is try to keep it light. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee um, obviously, you know, doesn't want to focus on the fact that his administration and he is the subject of an FBI probe. And so as as a result of that, they want to do something what they think, you know, like fun, like a license plate. But I'm just I'm not convinced. I'm just not convinced um, how. I'm not convinced that that no matter what he does, that it's going to take away from the fact that he he can say whatever he wants, but he is in fact still the subject of of an FBI probe. And it, like I said, I mean he can try to dance around it and da da da, and it's not me, it's the media, and um, we didn't do anything wrong. But at the end of the day, he um, he still has the FBI investigating him. All right, let's go with some of the latest now. Breaking overnight, new images of the uh, Russian atrocities in Ukraine. That James Longman, who does speak Russian, I'm very impressed. I think he does a very, very good job. And uh, he is in Ukraine. Let's hear this. So we've made it to the town of Orozhanka. This is northwest of Bucha towards the Russian border. And somehow the devastation is even worse. I mean, take a look. This is an apartment building apparently cut in half uh, by bombing. You can see uh, people's homes right in to their apartments there. Uh, The mayor of this town has said that when the invasion began, Russia sent its jets to bomb this place. This morning, as Ukraine reclaims land that Russian forces had occupied for weeks, unimaginable horror has somehow got even worse. In the town of Borodyanka, atrocities like those in Bucha are starting to be uncovered, but Russians were here for longer, so the fear of what might be found is deeper. We've made it to the town of Borodyanka, which is northwest of Bucha, and somehow, I didn't, didn't know it was possible, but the devastation is even worse. I mean, look at that, that's an apartment building, uh, just sort of chopped in half. We 
We traveled to Buka and saw for ourselves the horrors meted out on the civilian population. At a church, graphic images of what appears to be yet another mass grave. Oh. See maybe six or seven bodies in black bags. There may well be more beneath the earth. This town is now one big crime scene. We spoke with a team from Human Rights Watch who are investigating potential war crimes here. We've been moving through areas that have been previously occupied by Russian forces and trying to identify places where there have been possible violations of the laws of war. Aid is finally starting to arrive, food and medicine, and the psychological support so many here will need. Aliona is a spokeswoman for the Red Cross, but she's also Ukrainian. So I think it makes it easier to be able to do something uh, and help respond to the most urgent of the needs. Yes. In an address to the United Nations Security Council, President Zelensky pointed to the atrocities and he called on the world to act. So they died there in suffering. They were killed in their apartments, houses, blowing up grenades. The civilians were crushed by tanks while sitting in the, their cars in the middle of the road just for their pleasure. He added that if no action is taken by the organization, the UN should be simply closed. And in front of the UN, the US is now pushing for Russia to be suspended from the Human Rights Council. The US ambassador to the United Nations pointing to reports that Russia is forcing Ukrainians into filtration camps where families are separated and tens of thousands are forced to relocate to Russia. I do not need to spell out what these so-called filtration camps are reminiscent of. It's chilling and we cannot look away. The UN now says over 11 million people have been forced to flee their homes since the war began. But there are those unable to escape. In Mariupol, Russian forces have besieged and bombarded the city for weeks, leaving thousands trapped. So as Ukraine slowly reclaims the land that Russia was once occupying, more destruction like this is likely to be discovered, but along with it, possibly more atrocities. Guys, you know, um, and again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and, and 99.9 FM. I saw earlier that when it comes to that Mariupol, now that was the, um, it's a seaside community. The Red Cross suspends efforts to even enter Mariupol, Mariupol calls the conditions impossible. Think of that. I mean, think of if the Red Cross is saying that the conditions are impossible. That's how bad it is. And I, I just also have this problem that the fact, you know, Biden, everything is the, the sanctions. Um, he did speak earlier. He speaks uh, new, new sanctions on Russia. It, it's still, it's not enough. It's never enough. Together, Here we go. There's nothing less happening than major war crimes. Responsible nations have to come together to hold these perpetrators accountable. And together with our allies and our partners, we're going to keep raising the economic costs and ratchet up the pain for Putin and further increase Russia's economic isolation. You know, they, the Russians, though, they make a fortune off of uh, Germany. I, I want people to also to understand how, you know, uh, uh, there was a, a time not that long ago that countries were you know, trying to do business with Russia and trying to bring them into the fold. That's obviously over now. It's completely over. Um, but this business of uh, punishing Putin, let me hear this um, 
this piece. This Here we morning. go. Hold on. And George, the White House says that this new package of sanctions from the U.S. and European allies will impose harsh new costs on Russia and make it harder for them to fund this war. It will ban all new investments in Russia, increase sanctions on major Russian financial institutions, and go after Russian government officials and their families, including reportedly Putin's own two daughters. The White House this morning is also rushing new military assistance to Ukraine overnight, announcing they're sending $100 million worth of javelin missiles. This has been really effective at taking out some of those Russian tanks. Now, White House officials and sources say that these new sanctions will impose uh, acute economic harm on Russia, but they also admit that this is not going to suddenly change Putin's behavior, that this is all going to take some time to have a... It's not going to change his behavior in any way. It's not going to change his behavior in any way. Um, This is someone, he doesn't negotiate. He's certainly not looking for any element of peace. They, they can do that all they want. It's it's not going to impact him. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now right now it's one fourteen on this very rainy Wednesday. By the way, good day to get some things done. It's brought to you by It's My Health. Pop it and see Marie. Right now, if you're listening and you're on Menden Road in Cumberland, you can stop in that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant and see Marie, hemp and CBD products, uh, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, vitamins, herbal remedies. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. And right now, if you're on Menden Road, you can pop in and say hello to Marie. Now, as always, um, I encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com, one of our sponsors on depetro.com, folks, and I can't thank them enough. Surplus provisions, quality uh, military surplus tactical gear. Now, they outfitted me for when I, before I, before I went over to Ukraine, I uh, stopped into surplus provisions. Tanya, in fact, they have a very good Facebook page, but they have everything that, that you need. And then they also have things like pepper spray and other self-defense type items. Stop it and see them. Surplus provisions. Look for them on Facebook. And then they're also, they are one mile one mile from Garden City, it's surplus provisions. So I want to play a little bit um, of Sean Penn was on with Sean Hannity last night. And it, it was it was pretty interesting. I would like to have heard more from Sean Penn. I get it. Hannity, he has to make it about Hannity, which is, is fine. Um, but he had him on, and I want to hear them uh, just because Sean Penn was there. Listen to some of the comments. I thought it was pretty interesting. What didn't happen, therefore, were the preemptive sanctions on enough of a dramatic level before he was so deep in that the humiliation wasn't going to let it stop and that you weren't going to have the simplicity of negotiations for, for regions of the east or Maripol to be able to make the bridge from Crimea. And now it was going to be this full-on assault, and here we are. Okay. Prior to Zelensky, I didn't know a whole lot about Zelensky like a lot of people until the infamous phone call. I still to this day think there was nothing to that phone Perfect call. Perfect phone call. Separate issue. But he had taken Georgia. Putin had taken Georgia in 08. He annexed Crimea in 2014. He has shown a willingness to annex, take over land, showing his territorial ambitions. Mm-hmm. So you get there, you're interviewing Zelensky at this time. Did he see this coming? Did he believe that this was real? Well, it's interesting because we had, we had met initially on a Zoom call uh, the back uh, a 
Do you, you trust him? A lot I was make. really interested <laughs> to see who he was. Easy. Yeah. And, 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 he, and I didn't have the baggage with him I have with you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> what is the baggage? We never met before. Oh, I, well, actually, I have a, I have a, a badge, television set. I, I, oh, I a badge of honor in my back house. To full screen that I dominate as an em enemy of the state with you in <laughs> I don't remember. It's a true thing. So, but, he, but, he, but here's what happened is that then because of COVID, once we had gotten, you know, a sense that he was very much considering giving us some kind of access and, and, and spending some time with us, uh, we were delayed and we were delayed. And so then we went uh, back. We started in the shooting in November. We went to Mariupol to oh. the front lines. And wow. then we also were in Kiev and talking to, um, you know, musicians and, and to get a sense of the culture. But there was the, um, you know, the Wagner problem that was going on at the time and so the administration was very so we couldn't see him now i just wanted to folks i've actually talked about this the wagner group are these uh um soldier of fortune killer for hire group putin pays them 10 million a month and they were signed to kill Zelensky. the wagner group so neither one of them explain it but i've actually talked about it here on on the program it continues this is sean penn last night on the sean hannity show came back and then this thing really escalated so then we went i think we got there i don't know roughly a week before the invasion and we met him i met him face to face for the first time the day before the invasion huh. and then spent time with him in which we documented in the film on during the invasion on the wow. day of the invasion and i don't know that there's a person on earth who, who could know that they were born for such a day wow. that they could rise to it. I want to make sure when so I say page, when yeah. you say invasion, was this him taking the two region, Donbass, Donbass, et cetera, or? Oh, there were also rockets coming in. This is yes. also when they, this is when they, the airport when the war started, right. uh, so it, it, it was, it was game on. And so to in him, I saw something that I've never seen before. Uh, in Listen my lifetime, um, that, like I said, having seen him, yes, prepared for it. Yes, hoping against hope it would not happen. But a man who'd not yet been challenged with it's happening. And the next day, I saw something that is a man, but it's a man with the adrenalized. He's the face of something that you see in all the Ukrainians we saw and talked to. With, right. They were in uniform, yep. out of uniform, school yep. teachers, even children. Yes. This extraordinary courage that's come up. And that's he, right. he, it was in his eyes. Yep. And it is clear to me that the Ukrainians will win this. The question is, at what cost? Did they have... That is such a, a strong... Powerful statement by Sean Penn, and he's exactly right. Zelensky in the moment transformed and met the moment, period. You know what else I wanted to mention, folks? And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I meant to mention this last hour. I know what it's like to organize a rally. And you try to get people motivated to come to your rally or event. I know what it's like. I watch people. They're going to put together a rally and try to get people to support their cause, whatever it may be. 
Maybe it's a protest. Maybe it's in favor of something. But I encounter and I try to help when I can. But meet people who are trying to get a group and reach out and motivate people to join them in a cause. It is not easy to do. I've seen people try to do a rally and they're more often than not get frustrated at the lack of interest. Um, more often than not. And I've also been part of that. Where you do something, sometimes it can be a tremendous home run. But it's, it's not easy to motivate people to do that. He's motivating people, Zelensky, to fight to the death. I, I just can't. I just don't think some people understand the difficulty that is the human dynamic to get someone that vested in what you're doing. In literally a life or death situation. Earlier, Dan McGowan mentioned Rudy Giuliani on 9-11. Um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think Zelensky goes above and beyond 9-11. I mean, I, Giuliani did meet the moment. Uh, he went off course somewhere, but the, even then, that's different. That was, the, you know, as after it happened, the aftermath, this is an ongoing situation. So, and, and I think Rudy, for whatever reason, has done and said some things that have caused himself some, some problems and fallen out of favor with a lot of different people. Let me go back. I mean, that that is such an... That is actor Sean Penn, and he's exactly right. It's the effect that President Zelensky has on the people of Ukraine. That, and and I, you're still trying to process it. Like, how did, but he did. Maybe it is because he was an entertainer. Maybe it is because he was an actor. Maybe it is because of those things. You know, my, I know someone used to say, you know, I, I think Reagan is playing the role of how he thinks the president would act. But whatever it is, it worked. All right, let me hear a little bit more. Sean Penn, last night on Sean Hannity. In those early hours, I know that Trump gave them javelins. I know that they had some defenses. But if you go back to the Budapest Agreement, they were at the time the third largest nuclear power in the world. And they- now listen to this. This is important. This is Sean Hannity. I want to give Sean Hannity credit also. Because I know Tucker Carlson certainly wouldn't have Sean Penn on. I don't think Laura Ingram would have Sean Penn on. Hannity did what Hannity's about to tell you is what then flies in the face of this foolishness of the biolabs. And again, I'm going to take myself out of it. Listen, this is Hannity describing it, by the way. Hannity at no point says, oh, what about the biolabs? You know why? Because that's Russian propaganda. It's fake. It's made up. Russia's been pushing that for the longest time. Listen to what Hannity's about to explain and discuss, I should say, with actor Sean Penn about the situation that Ukraine found itself in. They made an agreement that they'd give those weapons to the to Russia to be destroyed in exchange for protection from Russia, Great Britain, and the U.S. Uh, lesson to be learned here, don't give up your nuclear weapons if you have them because you can't believe people like Vladimir Putin. But even countries that have nuclear weapons can remain intimidated to use them. Yes. We're seeing that now yes. in our own country. And I fear what that legacy is going to be. We don't want, no one wants to see a nuclear conflict. I don't want to see one. Nobody at the same time, if only one bully is yeah. going to be able to use those weapons That's as right. a threat, we got to rethink what we're doing. See, I think the West made a mistake That's a great in, in this buildup. 
uh, Putin, as he brought in 10,000 troops and, and 20,000, and we get up to 100,000, and it became very clear, transparent, and obvious that he was going to go in and all the military equipment with it. At that point, I thought NATO countries and Western European countries and the U.S. should have anticipated what was pretty obvious and been arming the Ukrainians for that moment, and I don't think they were prepared either. Am I wrong? Well, did you just catch what Hannity said? Did you just catch what Hannity said? They gave away their nuclear weapons to be destroyed by the Russians. Did Sean Hannity, that was very remarkable and notable that for different reasons, different people are not focusing on that at 126 on this Wednesday. Did Sean Hannity say, but as you know, Ukraine has those bioweapon labs they're developing. Did he say that? No. Why not? Because it's not true. It's fake. It's Russian propaganda. Yeah, but Tucker, I know that Tucker Carlson said it. Something odd about the whole thing with Tucker Carlson. Something very strange. Follow the money. Follow the money. All right, here we go. Look, this could happen tomorrow also. We can get F-15s, F-16s, and then they can fly those with three weeks of training. They can fly the MiGs and the SUs now. We know that not from Sean Penn. We know that from the California National Guard, who has had a 30-year exercise training with, mutual with, with Ukraine. And we're there with the Ukrainian wow. aviators just shortly before they wow. were up because this, of the, the politics and the policies are related to this, you know, impending invasion, now invasion. So I, I think we, re, we really have to rethink this because these, this is, these are at this point truly humanitarian mechanisms i want to get to what you see but i want to go back to this question talking poland offered what was 28 or 29 megs yeah every report says joe biden vetoed that forget politics i think he made the wrong call i think you should listen to what sean penn says not this everybody, is interesting. Says, not everybody says he vetoed it and i'm not and i'm not gonna all right whoever vetoed it, yes, it a lot of reports some people say biden. some people say that something that was meant to be covert got leaked and became overt and that that compromised these NATO partners. Interesting. I, that it, what matters to me is, and what's true, is is for a squadron, which is, you know, two squadrons is probably what it would take from everyone it, that's an expert I talked to to end this thing. And and that's, that's, that's about $300 million. One billionaire could pay for those planes if the NATO countries would let them overfly and and and, and Wow. All right. I I look at I like that. I've had arguments with a lot of my friends here. I, I I do not believe I think if we learn from recent history that politicians, Republicans and Democrats, they're all gung ho, they start these wars, they don't All right, this part it kind of lags a little bit. I actually want to come back to that part that he just said um about the weapons and uh, why is this not being spread all over Hannity completely popped the Tucker Carlson biolab bioweapon thing he completely just crushed it and for whatever reason it, it is not getting a lot of play in in the media I'm gonna have to wait till I get off the air to win them. They, they start the war gung-ho then they politicize the war and we lose our national treasure. Hold on, I want to hear that again. Gave them javelins. I know that they had some defenses, but if you go back to the Budapest Agreement, here we go. They were at the time the third largest nuclear power in the world, and they they made an agreement 
that they'd give those weapons to the to Russia to be destroyed in exchange for protection from Russia, Great Britain, and the U.S. Uh, lesson to be learned here, don't give up your nuclear weapons if you have them, because you can't believe people like Vladimir Putin, by even countries that have nuclear weapons. But again, right there, Sean Hannity just took down Tucker Carlson. He did it very, you know, deftly and, and I don't want to say underhanded, but he just completely cut into the false fake narrative that Ukraine has these bioweapon labs with nuclear weapons. There were people saying that Ukraine has nuclear weapons on the border of Russia. Therefore, I don't blame Russia for invading. Hannity just took him down. Now maybe people start to say, well, now Hannity's lying. They got to Hannity. Everybody can't be lying. That is such a strong point. Hannity, Sean Hannity last night also was saying that we, we should have... Um, arm them ahead of time. I, I'm not opposed to that either. This was, um, I give him credit. Um, Sean Penn is a really interesting character. Let me play a little bit more. This is last night. Sean Hannity had on actor Sean Penn, who uh, it sounds like it's going to be an incredible documentary about the buildup to the war in President Zelensky. Denver. Um, I went back and was there whatever it is, the 37 or whatever it is, days ago when this invasion started uh, for a couple of days. Uh, then I uh, went back last week. It was last week, two weeks ago. My time gets screwed up with this kind of travel, but uh, to, uh, to Lviv. Um, you know, I'm, I, when, when I met with President Zelensky, my colleagues and I making the documentary, when we went to meet with him, it was uh, midday. And, you know, we knew that there were rockets that were targeting areas just outside of Kiev, that there were air raids, sirens, a lot, of, and that ultimately, when we, when we came out of where we met with him, uh, it, there was a, a blackout in the city uh, because of concerns about rockets. We were encouraged not to use our automobile to drive back because the lights would, could draw rocket fire. We walked, and because of the experience of what, of what this fight was about and seeing it in the faces of leadership and, 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 and not, the only thing we talked about, the only thing we felt was the deepest sense of heartbreak, first for the Ukrainians who were going to fight, be maimed, be injured, be in a, a war of attrition, but very quickly, I thought, this one, this one, my children are going to feel if this thing is not one. They're going to feel it in tangible ways in their life. Our, our children in America. This is, you and I can argue all day, but I look at you and I think you believe in this country in your way. I believe it in, in mine. And I think it's at risk because the great dream of it, the aspiration of it, with all its diversity, because Ukrainians, with all their unity, they got a lot of diverse thought over there, too. I think we're really at risk if we let the greatest, most historic in our lifetime fight for democracy yep. against a gigantic superpower That's right. and military intimidation. They, they, they've done amazingly well. And what they've had, outmanned, outgunned. Yeah, so that's what I felt from my time there. 
uh, going back uh, the trip in Lviv, which I was, I was going principally with the documentary team, but principally driven by the work with CORE, uh, because we have 200 staff in and out of Ukraine, Poland, Romania, and which I will make a, a call for help. We need it. We've got uh, incredible both, both uh, refugee uh, Ukrainians working with us in that 200. We've got Ukrainian citizens of Poland and Romania, uh, and then and, and and others. But half of them, half half of our staff there are now hired up just since this time. Um, Ukrainians. Uh, what, so that that trip was targeted on how to get supplies into and and by the way just for your audience now listen to this there's been a there's been a little shift here in the humanitarian world which is that uh, up to uh, level four uh um vests uh, uh, uh body armor uh that is uh, approved uh for humanitarian organizations to bring and, and i will say Ukrainians. countries like uh, poland has been the most impressive that's country right of all to me. look at that this. they've been the bravest and yep. they've also absorbed a lot, the most population that's right here's what i want to say about Zelensky. i've been very critical over the years of ukrainian government corruption because it stinks to eye heaven to me separate issue for a separate day and i watched this comedian get elected on a on a ending corruption platform this all starts unfolding, and what I'll tell you what impresses me about him, you've met him, I have it, is that there have been many leaders in the world in similar situations as he's been in, offered asylum, I believe yep. he was even offered asylum here, yep. I've been told by my sources, and they get in a private jet, they pack it full of cash, uh, other currencies, gold and silver, you know, high-heeled shoes, high-heeled shoes, <laughs> they get their ass out, right? And he didn't do that. No. He put on his body armor. Yep. And he went around the world he's begging for help from the world. Not boots on the ground. He's, he's asking for munitions and humanitarian assistance. Now, that to me, that impresses me. Because most other, many other leaders would not have done that. I'll give you the last thought on him and how, what you think they need the most. I'll let you sum it up. I talked to the mayor of Kiev, who's Mayor Klitschko, who former uh, world heavyweight champion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Listen to this, folks. This is this was in November. Listen this to this. This was somebody who very well could Sean Penn against Zelensky on the John DePietro show and, and perhaps beaten him. Uh, we talked to a lot of people, and that seemed to be the consensus that this would be competitive. Uh, he didn't have a lot of um, uh, uh, praise for the president. Tonight, as we're sitting here, that same very powerful figure, uh, Klitschko, has enlisted in President Zelensky, that commander-in-chief's military. Wow. He's in, he's in the fight. Wow. So that tells you everything. I mean, this is leadership. We talk about leadership. We talk to leaders. Uh, no one on on the planet's been tested in leadership yep. like this you're, human being. Right. He's really emotional about this. Of course. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you something. As a conservative, oh. get our political differences. <laughs> I don't want to see one more dead kid in the street. One All right. Well, y listen, uh, and that's uh, Sean. It's his show at one thirty-seven. Really, really interesting, Sean Penn, and it's also interesting for me, folks, to hear someone kind of echo i mean that's he's expressing a lot of my thoughts what i found um with our 
exploration broadcast over there for four weeks, by the way. It was four weeks, not three. We did make it into Ukraine. Um, I, I, I give Sean Hannity a lot of credit for having him on. And he completely, that was last night, apparently. I didn't see it live. But he completely dismantled a lot of propaganda during that whole thing. Folks, again, I want to um, thank so many people that were so supportive in our effort to be over there for four weeks to bring it to you live, both audio and video. And uh, you hear me mention different individuals, someone else, different people just stepped up. And one is uh, Paul Manville, John the Roofer. And I want to remind you, hey, right now on this Wednesday, if you have a leak, that means that there's something wrong with your roof. And no matter who you talk to, if you have problems with your roof, I, I don't hear anyone say, you know, we have problems with the roof, but the rest of the house is fine. If you have problems with the roof, your house is not fine. John the Roofer, call right now, one 906 roof residential commercial roofing, one 906 roof for a free quote, especially on this rainy Wednesday, if you are, in fact, uh, dealing with a leak. Um, I want to give a big shout out to John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, again, um, I'm not sure if people fully get with what's happening right now. You know, they, I'm going to tell you actually in just a moment, but Competition Shooting Supplies, pop in and see them. Our leader, 401 727 1716, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Look for him on Facebook, firearms, ammunition, accessories, and mostly knowledge. He is so knowledgeable. He's my gun guy. I want him to be your gun guy. Competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You know, I come back to, you talk about Zelensky meeting the moment, being really tested. And how did Governor McKee perform when he was really tested? Well, he's under an FBI probe right now. That's how Governor McKee responded. That's how he met the moment. Putin's plan to build empire stretch to Portugal. An ex-oligarch says the, the, the war with the West is already underway. I've been telling you that. This is the part that a, um, wow, flee New York City. 60% say would be better off somewhere else. Uh, I, the new mayor is not turning around. Mayor Adams, the new mayor of New York. Folks, he's not meeting the moment. He's not stepping up. Zelensky is a really, that's when it matters. That's when it matters. You know, one thing I'll say, anyone that's followed Aaron Rodgers last year, all those games, hear me out, all those games during the season, but at the very end, when the Packers were in the playoffs and the game was on the line, I think he kind of blew it. You see athletes like that. They're good right up until that moment that it really counts. Pete Carroll was a phenomenal, is a phenomenal football coach. And as the coach of the Seahawks against the Patriots of the Super Bowl, he coached a great game right up until the final minute of the game when he blew it. 
and let a pass play and Malcolm Butler intercepted. And that's when it meant the most. And my point is, a lot of leaders, anyone, you know, anyone can lead during peacetime. It's kind of like the thing everyone wants to play on a Saturday afternoon. That's like that. I think it was uh, Barry Switzer, the coach of Oklahoma, who say, listen, everybody wants to play on Saturday afternoon. You go to a college campus on a Saturday in September, October. The place is alive. The stands are packed. The band is playing. Everybody wants to play on a Saturday afternoon. Who's willing to put in the work in the off season, in the spring, and in the summer? That's what it really comes down to. Uh, but this this headline, top U.S. general potential for significant international conflict is increasing. And folks, the country, I know other people have said it, but two Pentagon leaders said the threats for both Russia and China remain significant while defending the U.S. approach to war and the flow of arms of the U.S. sending to Ukraine. We have got to become united as a country. We have to become united as a country. I would say that when I was over there, actually, that, you know, I was envious the way the people were so united behind President Zelensky. And in order to be successful to come this far, you'd have to be. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is the greatest threat to peace and security of Europe, perhaps the world, in his 42 years serving the U.S. military. But it was heartening to see the world rally around Ukraine. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is threatening to undermine not only European peace and stability, but global peace. All right, I think I have this, actually. I think we have audio of this. If we do, I'd like to play it. Um, I'm not a big fan of this guy. But, folks, as bad as things are now, things, if China does move into action, as people have been saying, then all bets are off. And let's face it. Biden and Harris, total reactionary. Is there anyone listening to me right now, the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM or online at com. Biden can't handle, couldn't handle COVID, let alone if China actually starts moving to action. Let me hear this. threat to peace and security of Europe and perhaps the world in my 42 years of service in uniform. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is threatening to undermine not only European peace and stability, but global peace and stability that my parents and a generation of Americans fought so hard to defend. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, there testifying on Capitol Hill earlier today. Let's discuss with Major John Spencer, chair of Urban Warfare. Again, I didn't want to I don't want to hear the discussion part, but. But, folks, the China element of this cannot be ignored. And I still get it. Uh, I'm not going to. Oh, you know what else? I want to play that was pretty good audio with Matt Gates going after uh, General Austin, Defense Secretary Austin. I am going to play that as well. Uh, folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. What time is it? 1.44 on this Wednesday. Um, well, I want to remind you about Lawn Doctor. Especially with this rain, this is a good time to get your lawn in order. And Lawn Doctor, they're just the ones to do it. 
And you can go online at LawnDoctor.com or you can call them, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Right now is the perfect time. Why not call Lawn Doctor? Your Lawn Doctor service outdoor pest control. But right now, you want the early spring because then they do early spring, spring lime, late spring, crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a quick and easy quote. 401-392-1025 or online, and it's an easy website, lawndoctor.com. Now, I do want to go after, uh, just because it was pretty explosive, Matt Matt Gates. Boy, that was pretty good, I thought. Hannity and Sean Penn. All right, we have some more sound here. Outrage over Russian atrocities. Uh, James Longman, again, of ABC. I think the guy's terrific. He speaks German. He's uh, Excuse me, Russian. He's right over there. Listen to this. Nikola was forced to live in the basement of his apartment building as Russian soldiers moved in. Oh. And when they arrived, the horror began. They made all the men go outside and check their papers, he tells me. And if they found anything they didn't like, they would shoot them immediately and not ask any questions. He says the Russians shot everyone under the age of 50. You're 53, so you made it by three years. Nikola is desperate to share his story. You've told me what's happened. I'd like to know what you feel. But the mental toll this has taken is clear. You're shaking. His friends were murdered in front of him. One with a grenade. He had to collect his body parts. They've been buried just in, in the gardens alongside this car. Behind the car here, you can see another grave. And this is a story that's replicated again and again and again here. And this is what Russian soldiers did to these homes. I don't think there's any better way of showing you just how much civilians have been on the front line of this war. Someone's living room, now a war zone. Russians were squatting here, were living here. They occupied this place, and now it's destroyed. And at the church nearby, graphic images of what appears to be yet another mass grave. You can see maybe six or seven bodies in black bags. There may well be more beneath the earth. That man, they gave him 20 minutes to bury his friends. All right, I want to go to Heated Exchange. Representative Matt Gates, Defense Secretary Austin. Let's hear it. $773 billion that you're requesting today is going to help you make assessments that are accurate in the face of so many blown calls. You've, you've seen what's in our budget. You've seen how the budget matches the strategy. And so I'll let that speak for itself. Well, I mean, I've also yes, seen that we're behind, Secretary. We're behind in hypersonics. We failed to deter Russia. Last year, so what do you, what do you, what do you mean we're behind in hypersonics? How, how do you, okay, how do you, who do you, who's ahead in hypersonics? How do you make that assessment? I don't know. Is I make that assessment because China is wielding hypersonic weapon systems and we are still developing them. I make that assessment because Russia actually used one. By the way, your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it's, it's not just the hypersonics. It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China's last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea on pace to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, assess... You know, it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat-critical force in the world. It has been, and it will be so uh, going forward. 
Not if we succeed on this path. Not if we embrace socialism. The fact that you're embarrassed by your by your country. By oh no no no! I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I am that. not embarrassed for my country. I wish it's we were not losing saying. to China. It's I wish we were, You know what? The that's you know that is so. That is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Has it occurred to you that Russia has not overrun Ukraine because of what we've done? And our allies have done. But that and was baked into your flawed assessment. That? that was baked into your flawed assessment. And so yeah, I saw that the Obama administration that we tried to destroy our military by starving it of resources. And it seems the Biden administration is trying to destroy our military by force feeding it wokeism. I yield back. Wow. Well, a lot of blame to go around. Without question, folks. A lot of blame to go around. Um. Hmm. Gina Raimondo has COVID, has tested positive for COVID. And she claims that she was not around a lot of people, but boy, they're showing her speaking at uh, some different, um, let's see, some, some, some big organizational where she gave a speech and... In essence, um, if she had COVID then, she spread it to a lot of people. Put it that way. All right, right now it's 151. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of our program, folks, stop in and see them at Endzone Sports Pub. Catch all the action. Yes. The college basketball season, March Madness, has come to an end. But the fun continues at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, where karaoke on Friday and Saturday night starts at 8.30. And then they also, uh, hey, it's the beginning of the baseball season. And blend. plus you have the NBA playoffs coming up at the NBA season. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, I also want to play, we have... Um, some more sound. Boy, that was uh, that was pretty dramatic with um, General Austin. Uh, it, uh, some of that stuff that Matt Gates said was not wrong. Hey, how about the fact, and I know a lot of people are not paying attention to this, but how about what's going on in Shanghai right now? Have you heard about this? Talk about a lockdown. Now, as much as, and, and by the way, it was a hassle flying with the mask and having the mask on, blah, blah, blah. Um, but boy, it is bad in in China right now, where this latest variant. Let, well, let's hear this piece. Here we go. It's long been part of China's stringent COVID policy to separate children who test positive from their parents who test negative. And now, unverified video out of Shanghai purports to show that separation in action, sparking anger among residents of China's largest city, which is now under lockdown. This morning, more than 25 million people are in lockdown in Shanghai. 
China's largest city, oh. with over 94,000 cases recorded since oh. the beginning of March. Officials calling the outbreak extremely grim, blaming it on the highly transmissible Omicron variant. China defending its hardline zero COVID strategy, which includes separating children who test positive from their parents if oh. their parents test negative. Authorities claiming the policy is vital to prevention and control work. These images, which ABC News was unable to verify, reportedly showing toddlers with COVID away from their parents in cribs oh. at Shanghai Public Health Clinical Center. Outrage erupting as they circulated on social media. But the center addressing the images, saying in a statement that the children are well cared for and had been in the process of being moved to a new building when the footage was taken. Meanwhile, the Chinese government sending more than 38,000 healthcare workers to Shanghai to fight the outbreak. Tens of thousands of people reportedly under observation citywide. Chinese officials this week have extended that lockdown in Shanghai, the third largest city in the world, indefinitely. And reports out of China today say that some parents who test negative can apply to be with their children who test positive. Can you imagine? You know what's amazing, folks, just about that? Well, one of the things, first of all, I also heard you can't even let your dog go outside. If you see footage of China and where that, that is in um, Shanghai, I mean, when I say there's no one, I mean, there's nobody on the street. But think of that compared to, and I understand, by the way, people, parents concerned about what's being taught in the classroom. People concerned or upset that they have to wear a mask. <laughs> think of what they're going through in China. We're going to take your child away from you because your child tested positive and you, you tested negative. I mean, that is just wild. So I know uh, coming up next hour, um, I, I, I just, um, Governor McKee is going to, they're going to announce the winner, the, the new license plate. I, 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 again, I'm going to stick with, it's just, it's too light. It, it, there's a lot going on in, um, in the fact that, that he's trying to then just do this. The foolishness of the license plate. Uh, to me, it just doesn't wash. To me, it just doesn't wash. So, but boy, that Shanghai shutdown. Yeah, th- not even the dogs are allowed to go outside. Not even dogs are allowed to go outside. Which means, well, if you're a dog owner, you know, figure it out. They have to. They have to relieve themselves, right inside the home. Let me just check if there's any other um, news. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.55. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Magic Johnson reveals he wanted to fight Howard Stern after the shock jock mockingly told him at least you had fun getting AIDS. <laughs> um... You know what's interesting about that is um, I was a big Howard fan, but he, he's almost become like a born again regarding his old shows. And he he basically is is almost acting like he was a different person. So now, I mean, the new CERN would never say anything like that. But um, I, I wonder if, um, let's see. He hasn't spoken a Stern since 1998. 
after the shock jock made jokes about his AIDS diagnosis. Johnson said he felt like fighting Stern. Speaking with Variety, head of the launch of his new They Call Me Magic, a new docuseries, he opened up about the incident. Called having Stern as a guest on his talk show, Oh, The Magic Hour, which aired in 1998. According to Variety, Magic Johnson's producer thought it would be a good idea to have Stern appear as a guest since he was one of the show's biggest critics. Stern relentlessly went after Johnson during the segment, offering him critiques about how to host his show. Infamously asked pointed questions regarding his AIDS diagnosis. Listen, I know about the HIV and everything. I want to know about the life before HIV. You had the life I wanted. He added, you present an image, clean-cut guy, this and that. But I, I know about these booty parties used to have. White chicks, black chicks. What do we got? What do you prefer? Johnson replied, it's a party of everybody. Stern said, so you would just have sex with everybody. At least you had fun getting AIDS. I know guys go for a blood transfusion. It's a real pain. Johnson seemed to try to steer the conversation elsewhere, saying, now look, first of all, let's get something straight. HIV, nobody has fun getting HIV. Stern butted in one last time. Believe me, brother, you did. Speaking with Variety said, I wanted to say something, hit him at the same time, on air. I was mad when they booked him, but there's nothing you do. When people look for ratings, that's what happens. You know, now... With the whole Will Smith thing, see, that's what I think this is. I think the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock has opened up where people are saying, you know what? I should have hit him right then. I absolutely should have just hit him right then. I was thinking of hitting him, and now I there's a video of two tennis players finish a match, and I think one of them is a person of color. And when they go up to the net, just as he is... Supposed to be shaking hands. He slaps the other tennis player. See what Will Smith, as I predicted, has opened up. He has completely suddenly made it that that's how you, it's now acceptable. Yeah, ugly tennis brawl. Teen player slaps his opponent. As it's, it's actually two players of color walking, at the, walking up to each other at the net. And that's on Will Smith. Well, folks, right now it's one fifty nine. On this Wednesday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We want to give a special shout-out. I hope Jeff Gamach feels better. I know he's a little under the weather. JR, the, still the belated birthday boy. He's hanging, hang, uh, holding down the fort, I should say. And um, remember, this portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them. 40 Breaknick Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food, great drinks, and a great crowd. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Listen, I want you to stay dry on this Wednesday. We're going to do one after dark later. Uh, we're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program. Stay dry and thanks for listening on this Wednesday. WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.